I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. You've just tuned in to Rebel Wellness, the podcast that's here to revolutionize your approach to personal health and well-being. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join our Rebel community. In a world that's saturated with fleeting diet trends and unrealistic beauty standards, we believe it's time for serious change. Our mission is simple yet profound, to empower women like you to break free from the confines of today's diet culture and embrace a holistic approach to health that's sustainable for the long haul. If you're like me, you're here to embrace the concept that true well-being encompasses every facet of your life, mind, body, and soul. Rebels believe in aligning our journey with our individual needs and values because a one-size-fits-all approach just simply doesn't cut it anymore. This podcast is your safe space to explore the depths of wellness guided by myself, experts, real-life stories, and genuine commitment to your growth. You're here to begin your transformative journey, and it's time to discover your own version of balance in your health. Every week when you tune into Rebel Wellness, we'll learn, grow, and rebel against the polarizing outdated norms to finally achieve lasting vitality and joy. Because that sounds pretty great, right? Your journey starts now, and I am so excited that you're here. Hello, hello. We are here for a hot topic today. I guess I could continue this into the hot take summer, even though it is now fall. (laughs) But I am going to cover a topic today that is a really commonly asked question, I would say more this year than ever before, even though this topic is not new and many people have known about it for quite a while, especially in the environmental zone or the root cause wellness zone. And so it's really important that you are here today listening to this. So I hope that if anything from today's chat, you take home what you should take away from your home. (laughs) Because it is going to be very insightful for you to understand all the different things that are exposure to chemicals and toxins that can be very detrimental to our health. So today's topic (laughs) is forever chemicals. Uh, From the insides of your Lulu leggings to the strings of the floss you use for your teeth. Like forever chemicals are everywhere. And yes, they are in those things and a lot more. So I will tell you all about that in today's chat. Um, I'm going to get really down and dirty into everything that I could find and have compiled that I think is worth telling you because there's a plethora of resources out there and it can be a little overwhelming. But as usual, I took to getting through everything I possibly could and hopefully getting it down to what I think you can really marinate with and go forward for yourself with all of that knowledge. As always, I would love to say hello to you if you want to come join our community that we are building here since Rebel Wellness is a new podcast, newer, and we are just here on our 40, we just passed our 40th episode. It is awesome. I'm so proud of my team and myself, I guess. (laughs) I think it's okay to be proud of yourself, right? We're trying to do that a little bit more. Um, And I would love to invite you to join our community. If you want to head over and join our newsletter, coachkales.com. There's multiple ways you can join the newsletter from there. 
And I would love to see you join our Instagram community on at Rebel Wellness Podcast or at Coach by Kales, which is my flagship coaching page. So come say hello, come follow. I'm going to be rolling out so many great resources for you in the nutrition world, but also alerting you every time another badass podcast is up like this. Where, um, and I'd love for you to actually continue to ask questions or request podcast topics for things that you want me to research for you and then dissect down into a nicely packaged little podcast for you to listen to. Um, that is exactly what happened with this one. I had several people request to me Forever Chemicals the last several months. So I am finally hitting them. So with all of that said, I also want to invite you to make sure you stay to the end of our chat today because I'm going to give you my personal approach to how I'm going to or how I am managing my exposure to Forever Chemicals and how you might be able to implement it into your own life depending on what you come across day to day in your life that are very laden with forever chemicals or maybe things that you aren't. And that'll be kind of good for you to experience what you've been avoiding your whole life, perhaps, or at least part of your life. (laughs) So obviously there's a lot of things that are not in our control, but what we do have that's in our control is removing a lot of these products that are totally perpetrators (laughs) for forever chemical transfer into our bodies. Because unfortunately, a really important thing to understand right off the bat is your skin is an organ that absorbs. I was explaining this to a client the other day that your skin can absorb things like topical cannabis, topical hormones, and various medicines from just rubbing it into your skin. So how is it any different every time you put on makeup or bug spray or anything else that you cover yourself with that has man-made chemicals in it? It's not any different that those things get absorbed into our skin as well, just outside of even just being ingested because a major way we also consume forever chemicals is ingested through our food and our water. I'm going to get more into that, but I do want you to understand that from the bat, (laughs) from the get rather, that there are so many ways our bodies just absorb these things. So it's not like woo-woo or confusing health advice that like, oh, this stuff can't get into my body, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't get to really pick and choose entirely when whatever our skin is exposed to absorbs it. Unfortunately, we have to assume that almost every time something is hitting our skin, our skin is absorbing at least some of it. Um, So that's important to understand because I think a lot of people don't quite make the connection all the time that everything that you put on your body can get into your body. So maybe you've heard different things on TikTok. Maybe you've heard it because of Biden's administration earlier, I believe earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, um, marked PFAs, which is Forever Chemicals, as known carcinogens. I don't know where you might have heard it, but let's hope that you come out of today with a lot more clarity and understanding how to move forward, helping yourself and your family be as healthy against PFAs as possible. So let's dive right in. What are forever chemicals? Like I mentioned a second ago, they are shorthanded into PFAs, which is per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. And so that's why we say PFAs, because it's kind of hard to pronounce. But they are chemicals that resist grease, 
oil, water, and heat. And they were first used actually in the 1940s. That's when they were came into inception. <laughs> and now they're in hundreds of products, including like majority of the stain and water resistant fabrics, carpeting, cleaning products, paints, makeup, cosmetics, and firefighting foams, which is only applicable to some people. It's applicable to my family because my fiance is a firefighter, but fortunately they use a lot more protective gear since he is a modern firefighter in a city, a big city. So luckily he's not exposed to it quite the same, but if you are somebody who might have been consistently exposed to firefighting foams, those are one of the worst offenders for PFAs. But before I get deeper into it, I'm going to pause for a second and explain how I totally understand the overwhelm of like the natural wellness worlds. Uh, be afraid of this. Don't do that. Don't eat this. Don't do that. You know, I totally hear you. I think that one of the biggest missions I have personally um, in my corner of the wellness space is I'm trying to help you be well-educated, but also realistic in your life of like what is actually worth completely removing slightly reducing, you know, letting it be okay for temporary and then taking it out later, you know, all of those kind of topics or concepts rather are important because there is so much that is just out there where a ton of people are like, you should just not have that. You should not have that. And in the world of science and studies, a lot of uh, these health gurus, like if you're getting your information from TikTok or Instagram and or actual practitioners spreading certain information, it's really important to understand the difference for yourself as a consumer between evidence-based practice and evidence-informed practice. So evidence-based, or sometimes people call evidence-bound, is there's like a single study that says something and the practitioner or person relaying the information says, oh, this is the way that this thing is because I read the title on this peer-reviewed scholarly article that states this, and this is my interpretation. And then a bunch of these other little gurus see this one person's video and then does the same exact video and tries to just spin their interpretation on it or spread more of that potentially misinformed statement. And there's also a lot of practitioners who only follow evidence-based practice where all they do is stick to the science. They don't take into account the individual's circumstances, preferences, lifestyle, etc. Therefore, they are missing a lot of opportunity in better understanding a unique, a potentially unique situation because anything with health is not quite as black and white as we used to think, especially as we are getting a lot more <laughs> unique reactions in our health that have not been studied yet because for example like today's topic it has only been around for 80 years and it took 80 years to finally get concluding evidence against pfas so that's important for you to understand as a consumer because a lot of people would be like oh well there's no studies that say this is bad yet or somebody in the fda says this and somebody in the epa says that and then somebody on functional medicine sphere says well actually i've seen all of this you know there's a lot of voices of authority. I mean, even my own. Um, but I do want to make sure that you understand that my voice, I am trying the best to give you a well-rounded thought, and then you take it where you want to take it. Um, and I'm always going to be based in more of an evidence-informed 
concept because I don't love just following like what a study or two studies say because I through my college career learning how to read peer-reviewed articles there's a lot of confounding variables and things that don't go into play in a lot of these studies and who funded the study matters how they actually interpreted the results and what graph and curve they put it on can yield different answers so there's a lot of area for misinterpretation with science. So I do want to make sure that everybody understands that, yes, there's a lot of things to be valued in becoming aware by these people who are like pointing out, like, you shouldn't have this, you shouldn't have that, you should be aware of this. But be very careful, because if you're starting to get overwhelmed by it, try to narrow that scope down. I really only would like people to be following maybe five voices max of really, um, well accoladed and um, experienced health voices, like people who have something on their freaking website that says their accreditations and something to show that they have had experience in that area that they're talking about. Because I cannot tell you guys how many people are nutritionists, quote unquote, or even newbie baby dietitians and people who like have titles that seem legit, but have hardly any research or experience in the field, um, which is not necessarily their fault. But then when they come forward with a lot of these attention grabbing clout catching <laughs> uh, videos, it's like, yo, okay, you're going to make a lot of people really confused because it's not quite as black and white as that. And I know that you being polarized is what's going to get you likes or comments, but it's really detrimental to the general population because they are now just going to believe what you said because you're cute. You said it funny. You recorded it with a nice recording setup or whatever. And you have something like nutritionist, dietitian, fitness trainer, some, something like that in your title. But a lot of these people do not have any accreditations when you go to their websites. I can't tell you how many people I've looked at that have like millions of followers or thousands of followers and they have no background. They decided to quit their marketing job and jump into the world of fitness because fitness is their passion. And now they're all of a sudden this big authority on fitness stuff, even though they've never done more than just a basic personal training certification online. So I'm not going to go too much down that rabbit hole, but it's really important for you guys to fully understand the, the risks of how many people online act like they have really good, well-rounded knowledges and lots of authority and experience when they really don't. And it can be really messing with your um, understanding of your health and what is good for you. So again, I will repeat this, narrow down who you follow to five people that are trusted with experience and have accreditations behind their name for anything that you get your health information from. Unfollow all of the randos who are just cutie butts and working out butt naked and you want their body one day or they're funny and you think that because they're funny that it's, you know, there's a lot of reasons that we follow a bunch of people and that's great and all. But again, for your health, I think that you should just be a little bit more, have tighter boundaries around it, I would say. So that's enough for that soapbox, but it's really important because I've been hearing more and more how many people are getting really messed up by these people who are pretty much unchecked in the industry. And it's, it's kind of sketchy, but it's relatable to starting this topic today because there is so much contradiction and 
polarization about different health things in the internet world right now. And I can, I know how overwhelming it is, but I will tell you right off the bat, PFAs, forever chemicals, they are legit. They're a real thing. They're a real issue. And they're bad enough that now our government is finally starting to respond to the risk factors, which sadly, if our government is finally making some changes about chemicals that have been used in our products or food or whatever, you know that it's bad because they like to hide and avoid everything. And if you would like to know more of the real history, let me tell you a brief history of that exact example. So the health officials in the U.S. have known about dangers of PFAs since the late 1990s, so over 30 years ago. And a new study that was published on May 31st in the Annuals of Global Health found that DuPont, which is one of the first companies that made Teflon pans and 3M, again, another company that makes uh, water-resistant products such as like um, fabric, water-resistant fabrics and stuff like that. They're the largest manufacturers of forever chemicals. Um, and they knew that PFAs were toxic by 1970 and they've covered it up for decades. That's not conspiracy theory. That's for real. So after reviewing previously secret company documents that were retrieved from the UCSF Chemical Industry Documents Library, <laughs> The research team found that DuPont and 3M knew that forever chemicals were highly toxic and delayed disclosing the dangers of PFAs. So they suppressed that research that showed those harms and distorted the communication to the public since the 1970s. And according to the paper, internal studies were identified ranging from 1961 to 1994, showing that DuPont had evidence of PFAs toxicity from internal animal and occupational studies that they did not publish in the scientific literature and failed to report their findings to the EPA as required under TSCA, which is regulations for the U.S. health code and everything. And these documents were all marked as confidential. And in some cases, industry executives were explicit that they wanted this memo destroyed. So if you don't believe that there are big wigs out there who are like what we would call this big forever chemicals, you know, like big pharma and all that big nonstick. That's what we're going to call them. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they have been withholding very important health information about the toxicity of their products for nearly 50 years now, guys, 50 years. Can you imagine how many other things more so than just aspartame have are currently being withheld right now. So I don't want you to like get all catastrophizing and I, I hope none of you are like hypochondriacs and freaking out or any of that stuff. But I do want it to be well known that this is something that is very common, especially in the kind of capitalistic money hungry society we uh, have right now. You know, it unfortunately is similar to like Big Pharma when there's so much money that comes behind a product that you can resell consistently, such as sick people who need monthly medications, uh, unfortunately, they're going to continue where the money is going. They don't care about human health oftentimes. And I know that so many people cannot comprehend that. They think like there's no way there's villains like that out there. Let me tell you straight, there are. There are for sure people there up there There's a lot of people out in the world, unfortunately, who don't have any care for other people, 
especially when they've got blinders on by just making tons of money and being in a certain uh, mental headspace of constant drive for success and more and more and more, you know, and it's not only those people, but dominatingly in this scenario, when it comes to products or food things and everything in the consumer world, those are unfortunately the people that run these decisions and manage these memos that they want to destroy, you know, so that's important to understand because this is why we've hardly heard about a lot of these things for so long. And it sucks because I know so many of us, especially our families, have probably been using like Teflon pans and various microwavable popcorn. I'm going to keep getting into more of where you're going to find these PFAs and such. But first, let's talk a little bit more about these chemicals. So the fact that they've been around for roughly eight years is one single lifetime. That's like an 80-year-old person, right? or two to three, maybe four generations of people from that person. So that's relatively new, right? There's not going to be a ton of generational genetics that come from only 80 years, but that is also why we're starting to see it more specifically and can pinpoint, yeah, it's the PFAs that are affecting people. That company that I was just talking about, DuPont and uh, DuPont specifically, they actually discovered that these PFAs were toxic because of the eight women that were on the line working with the Teflon uh, in their factory at the time, the eight women who had babies, two of them had birth defects. So then that led them to research, oh, maybe it's the exposure to these chemicals. And sure enough, it was. So two out of eight pregnant women exposed to the Teflon for not very many years, I think it was only several years, had babies with birth defects. That's how immediately these women were negatively affected by these forever chemicals. So that's definitely one of the most concerning aspects of PFAs is that it's impacting our children. And that's where the genetics come in that now we're starting to see more and more generations after more and more exposure outside of the factories where this is a significant issue. And the other concerning aspect of PFAs is that they are very persistent in the environment. So not only do these chemicals are they're forever chemicals because they are forever in you, they don't break down easily in nature, and they don't break down easily in you. So they have extremely long carbon fluoride bonds that make them resistant to degradation by biological and chemical processes. Some of that's not entirely important for you to fully understand other than the bond of the chemical structure of many of these forever chemicals doesn't break apart. And it was designed that way to be um, giving us like products and things like, you know, like the Teflon pans where they're nonstick. So like, how great is that? Things don't stick to it. I can cook whatever I want and it's not as much of a mess. So this is bringing some nice uh, ease of use to the consumer and it's always creating solutions. A lot of chemicals have been made to create solutions, right? Like aspartame, for example. How do you make a soda taste similar to the full sugar version, but without the sugar? They're, then they made aspartame, you know? So same concept. But unfortunately, these PFAs have the ability to bioaccumulate in living organisms like us, and animals in the environment, and they can also accumulate in plants over time, especially like in aquatic ecosystem. PFAs can move up the food chain 
And that potentially leads to high concentrations in top predators because the top predators are eating most of the other fish and things. So we're having a lot of issues across the board where these forever chemicals are getting into nearly all of the living, top living organisms in the world, <laughs> unfortunately, because I mean, we're top predator ourselves and everything that eats everything else is living its full life, procreating, making more, carrying these chemicals on, unfortunately. So that's the brief history. I do want, uh, there's a lot more going on there, like how so many people have been trying to get the EPA to recognize these perfect chemicals as an issue, especially people from the various environmental groups and like major environmental groups. And so they've been like banging their heads against the walls because they're like, these are issues and all the big big federally run companies like EPA and FDA are just ignoring it or were just ignoring it until it got to the point now where we can't. So if you're wondering how come your state hasn't said anything about it or done anything about it, well, it's definitely explained by the fact that there's a lot of people trying to reduce the exposure of the understanding of where all these chemicals are going and how you're getting it into your body. And then one of the major ways that it gets into our body is through our watershed. So unfortunately, our tap water, depending on where you live and how your state is processing their waste and such, like landfills and everything, as well as if your state has a lot of fires and if they're having to use a lot of foams to get the fires down, such as like, unfortunately, like California and uh, other places that are prone to wildfires or just places that have a lot more fires than anywhere else. So big cities, they are all higher risk for getting PFAs into their groundwater. And the groundwater goes into our tap water. And unfortunately, because the U.S. has not been paying attention and caring about filtering out PFAs specifically, there is not much in place at a federal level yet of water contamination. However, many states who had a lot of this data brought in in front of them for several years now, several states started to implement tap water regulations for at least seven of the known major PFAs or forever chemicals. However, there are a thousand plus PFAs, unfortunately. So it's pretty, uh, pretty much in your hands to manage your water. And that is the first thing that I will say is it's very important to make sure, A, you are not drinking tap water. You should never be drinking tap water. If you've been drinking tap water uh, because you've always thought it was fine, it's generally safe, quote unquote. However, it is not very well filtered at all, and it needs to be processed again before you drink it for safer consumption. So I'm going to talk a little bit more towards the end about my top recommendations for water solutions, but that's a very important thing to understand is that one of the major places that at least the U.S. is making moves on forever chemicals is due to the fact that the Biden administration finally made a specific proposal for national standards to combat the PFAs in drinking water, just in drinking water for now which is great for at least some some level of federal regulation, but it is important to know that you should be aware of what quality your tap water is and actually something really great that's a resource 
for PFAs and other things is you can go to the interactive map on ewg.org for their PFAs contamination map, and you can check your area for your exposure risk levels. Really fun for me to see that most of the places I have lived since moving to Portland and then moving to San Jose area and then now to Monterey all have (laughs) higher levels of PFAs in their water. But uh, fortunately, I've always used water filters. And luckily now where I am in Monterey, I have a reverse osmosis filtration. Again, I'm going to talk more about this stuff in a moment, but definitely recommend you check out ewg.org for their contamination map to see if you live in an area that's worth being extra careful about. And they also have a tap water database where you can search your zip code to find out other potential local contaminants in your water to further encourage you to get a high quality water filtration for your drinking water, cooking water, etc. So because boiling doesn't always take out what you would hope it would. And at the same time, not everything just evaporates in the steam. Sometimes it stays in the water. It's just at the bottom of the pan and it's micro sized molecules. So you can't see them. So again, you really want a good filtered water before you do any of that stuff. (laughs) But before I get into more of like, where do you find forever chemicals? I do want to tell you the risk factors, the health risks that are significant to understand and know about PFAs because they are probably the major reason why we're actually at a federal level starting to try to take action about these chemicals. So one of the first areas is you get immune system effects. So they can affect your immune system and weaken it and its ability to respond to like infections and even vaccinations. And another area that is less than ideal is that PFAs, like I mentioned before, cause reproductive and developmental issues. So there's a lot of adverse effects that are starting to be documented on fetal development and everything to go with long-term brain development for these babies as well. And liver and kidney damage. So high PFA levels can be linked to liver and kidney failure as well. And one of the most concerning evidence is that they are associated with an increase of certain cancers, specifically including kidney and testicular cancer, but a lot of other cancers, including breast cancer as well. So there's many ways that these forever chemicals are getting into our system. And it's known that these chemicals look similar to natural molecules in our body. And that's how our body is like, okay, I'll absorb you. You look like you're supposed to be here. And then just kidding, they're not supposed to be here. (laughs) And they're hanging out in our body and impacting our endocrine system, which impacts a lot more than just our immune system. It also goes into our hormones, which impacts everything else. And that is kind of the thought process of where it goes and gets into causing risk for cancers. Um, which as we know, cancers are a proliferation of cells of damaged DNA and the body is no longer detecting it and getting rid of it. Um, And so then it proliferates and becomes a bigger issue. And so that's not great that these chemicals are encouraging that to happen in people who are exposed highly. So 
those are some of the major health risks to humans for PFAs. And that's something why it's not something to sleep on. It's very important for you to be aware of, especially if you're somebody who might be dealing with precursors to cancer, or maybe you have early stages or you're concerned about that. If you have been exposed to any of the next things that I'm about to talk about here, that might be worth getting screened and checked, especially for us females. Uh, If you have any sort of concern that you could be at the forefront of breast cancer, go get your screened mammogram. You know, there's a lot of things that are really important for us to be on top of. And if you're 40 years and older, you've probably already had some screening. If you are in your 30s and under, you should get screened, especially if you have family risk of breast cancer or anything like that, or just any cancers in general, because we're actually seeing a lot more younger people getting further stage cancers nowadays. And we are not entirely sure why that is, but it would not be surprising to me if it's because of our environments and um, what we've been exposed to at a younger age longer than other decades before us. So definitely recommend you take that seriously about prevention, get tested um, and figure out a little bit more of the picture of your current health and just be proactive because you can more easily work on preventing or reversing things or attacking things if you catch it in early stages. But if you wait too long because you're afraid to find out or you don't, you know, you're afraid for whatever reason or you don't want to invest in it, whatever the reason might be, it might be riskier because then you are avoiding what the power of knowing in the now can do for you. So I do want to encourage you, if you are somebody who lands in one of those categories, um, there's never anything beneficial about avoiding good quality testing to figure out like if there's something more involved that you should be tackling right now. Because I've known several clients who have gotten early preventative tests even just down to um, hormone tests like the Your Hormone Balance, which has helped detect significant imbalances that will lead to chronic disease and or potentially cancer, especially if you're somebody who's living in an estrogen dominant state, you're at very high risk for developing breast cancer. That's just something there's a correlation to, unfortunately. Um, And especially if you have habits like frequent drinking, like frequent alcohol consumption, you know, uh, your hormones will show you what's going on. And then by that, you can go and get further testing and better understand it. So I always recommend your hormone balance as a, the easiest gateway into it, because if you especially use my code Rebel Wellness 15, you'll get 15% off the total price. And it's only about, it's under $300, which is the che- some of the cheapest hormone testing you can get out of pocket. It'll mail right to your house. You do it right from your house, you mail it back and you get your results within a week. And it's, it's been very, very helpful to so many of my clients who have actually done it. Um, or if you have a functional medicine practitioner, they can run more in depth hormone testing for you through that as well. Unfortunately, conventional medicine won't. So I do want to make sure that you understand that this is applicable to this chat today because forever chemicals will disrupt your endocrine system, which is your hormones, especially, and you'll want to figure that out sooner than later. Trust me. (laughs) I have your best interest in mind, and I do not care if you use that discount code in that place, or if you use your practitioner, I just want you to figure out where your health is at. That is very important. So definitely don't sleep on preventative testing.
Okay, so what items? This is the million dollar question you probably came into this looking for the answers of. What items contain above the safe amount of PFAs or forever chemicals? All right, here's the list. <laughs> you could take some notes or you could listen to it again, or at least just write down some of the ones that you know you are exposed to frequently. And that will be probably very helpful for you to better manage your approach <laughs> towards reducing PFAs in your life. Okay, so some of the major ones are receipts. So receipts like from the grocery store and everything, because that contact paper, the way that it transfers and prints is on a type of forever chemical that helps it print without using ink. So it's like heat that it uses heat to make the dark color. And unfortunately that is a big proponent for BPA, which is also, I believe a BPA, BPA is a forever chemical, but it has various forever chemicals on it. So when you, I would avoid the receipt. If they say, do you want your receipt? I'd say no. Um, or like grab it with your nails and toss it in the trash. <laughs> but I would just reject receipts unless you need them. Um, you could also, I, I don't want you to feel ridiculous doing it, but there's probably a way that you could avoid receipts by like using your sleeve, <laughs> ask them to put it in the bag and then you can take it out differently however you want. But receipts, unfortunately, are one of the fastest ways of getting forever chemicals into our body because it's through our fingers and our hands are usually hotter, a little sweatier. That is one of the worst offenders, unfortunately, and oddly enough. So if you are somebody who works in a grocery store and you touch receipts every day, I would use a glove, a protective glove on the receipt hand, like the hand that you commonly tear the receipt out from. Um, I would do that. Or if you are just in retail in general, I would use a glove as much as possible. You might feel silly, but honestly, it's it's not silly when you understand how many chemicals are in those. Okay, so microwave popcorn bags, like I mentioned before, those uh, the inner lining, since it's grease resistant and it is uh, heat resistant, it has quite a lot of forever chemicals. Pizza boxes do as well, especially if they have a um, bottom that is trying to be more grease resistant. And candy wrappers, of course, especially ones that are oil resistant. So there's the common underlying theme of anything that is resisting some substance, either that's liquid or oil based or heat based. So that should kind of give you an understanding of a large majority of items that have forever chemicals in them, such as like plastic water bottles and such as well. I'm a big fan of all of the stainless steel double insulated stuff. Um, I'm a Yeti girl. So I've been using Yeti cups for my daily water for years now, but I'm sure for quite a while as I've been using a like reusable plastic straw, the plastic straw probably has some forever chemicals in it. So uh, recently earlier this year, I ordered glass straws and I use a glass straw. So that's my own personal way of how I'm reducing it with my water intake because I use big 32 ounce cups everywhere I go. And I always use a straw because you can get more water in it at a time. So if you are somebody who does use like plastic water bottles a lot, like you have Nalgene's or something like that, I would move away from those, even if they say BPA free. Unfortunately, they have to say if they have BPA or not, or they also might have, uh, there's like BPC and several other chemicals that are forever chemicals and plastics that are also not great, but they don't have to say it because we demonized uh, BPA. So then they just capitalize on saying no BPA, but there's other things that are equally bad or worse in it still, unfortunately. So 
that's something to be aware of. But cookware and kitchen items, so anything that's nonstick like the Teflon pans, um, that's something to really be aware of and reduce. You can check if any like fancy pan you bought didn't disclose if it was Teflon. It should say the coating on the website. If it doesn't, then I just wouldn't use it at all because that's a red flag. But um, you're going to want to switch to things more like stainless steel or cast iron and learn how to cook with cooking techniques. On those pans, I know they are not nonstick and it's kind of going to be an aggressive mindset shift. But it's important because unfortunately, Teflon things and nonstick coatings are very big perpetrators for forever chemicals. Um, Nonstick baking sheets, nonstick muffin tins, anything nonstick is most likely laden with forever chemicals. And outdoor gear and clothing, such as water resistant jackets, water repellent outdoor fabrics, hiking and camping gear, like even the tents and your sleeping bags, and ski and snowboard apparel. Everything that's, you know, water repellent, water resistant, those are usually coated in forever chemicals. As you sweat, it makes your body even more viable to absorb those chemicals. Even just wearing them, unfortunately, does, especially if it's like brushing up against your neck, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's annoying. It sucks. I know. There's a lot to be said about varieties of food packaging. So grease resistant food wrappers and containers certain parchment papers. So you want to look for the kind that are unbleached and not coated. So you want to be careful about those as well. And the worst, well, let me say this one first, just stain resistant carpet and upholstery cleaners, fabric and upholstery protectors like Scotchgard and things like that. And various industrial like coatings and sealants or different lubricants. I mean, a lot of us are probably not exposed to those that often, but if your partner works in automotive repair and things, and they're not using gloves a lot, they're probably getting exposed to a ton of forever chemicals through a lot of the different lubricants and um, coatings and sealants that they would be using. So make sure that you encourage them to wear good quality gloves and pretty much anything that is stain repellent for products. So unfortunately, earlier this year, I sprayed some new heels that were like satin, fake satin, with a, uh, not scotch guard, but a water repellent and stain repellent coat. And I knew in my head that I should have been wearing gloves, but I was like, meh, I'll just like spray it outside and it'll be okay. The second time I sprayed it, I wore gloves and I was glad I did that. But I did not make the correlation that those are literally spraying forever chemicals. (laughs) It's like a can of forever chemicals. So be very careful how you do that as well. I would probably also wear like a face mask if you use those products and make sure you do do it outside so that you're not inhaling it and that you're not getting it all over your arms. So those are also non-ideal, but mostly anything that lands in that kind of stain resistant, water resistant, oil resistant zone are coated with forever chemicals because naturally things weren't resistant, right? So that's the natural state. Anything that has been made to be resistant is most likely not ideal (laughs) for you and most likely has a lot of forever chemicals, unfortunately. And the last one that's really important for my ladies listening um, or anybody listening, honestly, waterproof makeup is really bad. Mascara, eyeliner, et cetera. And I will personally say out loud, I have been using waterproof eyeliner 
for a very long time and I didn't know that it was waterproof until I checked it the other day, just as I was thinking about it after, you know, researching for this podcast. And I was like, shoot, I have been using waterproof eyeliner for way too long. <laughs> I mean, I used to use it on my tight liner when I was in high school and then it would make my eyes red. And so I would just use eye drops to make my eyes not red anymore instead of realizing that maybe you should stop using the tight liner, you know? <laughs> so at least for five years, I used PFAs on my inner waterline, which is lovely, but can't change the past. But what I have done in the now is switching almost all of my makeup products to more natural options. And I would definitely recommend you do the same, especially if you're somebody who has frequently used waterproof makeup. Just don't use it, throw it out. Don't use it. Maybe if you have to use it for like one thing, use it for that one thing like once a year, maybe. <laughs> but the other stuff that's important to know is like dental floss that has coatings on it. So like standard dental floss, those are unfortunately very much PFAs in the, the coating in the wax and all of that. I think there's a brand that I do like that doesn't have PFAs called Coco Floss. I think that is a good brand. So if you're looking for an alternative, I would check that out, double check it. But something great that I would recommend everybody listening to this do is download an app called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. And you don't have to pay for the paid version. You can if you really want to overhaul your house. But for the free version, you can go around all your day-to-day -day products and scan them. And it gives you a rating uh, based off of what chemicals are in it and what those chemicals are known for or risks of. If you get anything that's in the red zone, you need to find an alternative. If you get orange zone, make a decision on how frequently you want to use it. And if you get the green zone, that's awesome. That's great. I would say when I have done a little yucca check in my products this year, three of them were red and the rest were yellow, orange, or green, which was great because that's more ideal. But Without that app, it would be so tedious to find out whether or not your cosmetic and personal care products were at risk. So I would check into that and really get a good idea of, are you using products every day that are very risky for your health from a plethora of things, not just PFAs, but it will tell you your risk factor for that in that zone as well. So definitely recommend the Yucca app. It's got a little carrot on it and I would download that and get learned on your stuff <laughs> and your partner's stuff or your friend's stuff or your family stuff, whoever you live with, just <laughs> blow it up, blow it up in the house to <laughs> see what you can change. And someone might think you're crazy, but honestly, it's worth it. It's one of those areas of hot topic wellness guru things that I think is actually on point. And it's not just wellness guru. It's, I mean, environmental authorities are also massively saying get the PFAs as much out of your life as possible. So it's very important that you do take it seriously compared to things like the stevia debate or the aspartame debate or <laughs> things of that sort or PUFAS, which is kind of funny that like uh, PUFAS, if you didn't listen to my fats episode, definitely go back to the macro series and listen to that episode. But polyunsaturated fatty acids are the ones that are typically higher in omega-3 or omega-6s, sorry. Um, and that would be a lot of the seed oils. And so PUFAS are getting a lot of heat as well because they are causing a lot of inflammation in people. And I think I've, I've chatted about that before. 
but it is important to know that they are not the same with PFAs. <laughs> they have different names, even though they're very similar. PFAs are the forever chemicals. So uh, just a little important to note that too, because you might see PUFAS and that's different. That is spe specifically fats, lipids in foods and things like that. Um, so I would say that overall out of everything that you can't, I know you can't avoid them forever. And unfortunately, like scientists are still researching if there's hope for reducing the mouse in your body somehow, but unfortunately we don't have a solution for that yet. So they are currently to our scientific knowledge barrier <laughs> still going to be in our bodies forever. However, you can immensely reduce your risk by reducing some of those biggest perpetrators that I just listed off in your day-to-day -day life. And um, I will also add to the show notes some of the resources I talked about, like the ewg.org for the contamination map and um, some other science-based articles, uh, like one that I believe Stanford put out about forever chemicals, if you want to educate yourself a little bit more or better understand it. But even though you can't eliminate everything that was on that list, because a lot of it is like a lot of those things, like I said, were made for creating solutions for consumers. So it makes things in life a lot easier. But if you can do as much as possible to reduce your exposure, I would first go towards looking at your water, your tap water, your drinking water, make sure that you have something in place to create the best quality possible water that you drink every day that you can. Um, so I would invest in a high quality water purification system. So there's companies like Berkey, B-E-R-K-E-Y. That is a great one that can be countertop um, filtration. Kangen waters, those are very expensive, but if you want to invest in a long-term solution for high quality water in your, your family's home, Kangen waters, it can be amazing. And if you want to go the cheaper route, like pitchers, you can do zero water and the company clearly filtered. Um, EWG.org has uh, qualified those pitchers as filtering PFAs out 100%. So if you wanted a countertop, like little pitcher type, that is the better ones to go for. But like I was saying before, a good in-between is getting a re reverse osmosis machine. There's a multitude of them available online. You can check out on Amazon. Uh, fortunately, the home we just bought out here in Monterey came with one and it is very, it's so beneficial for um, getting a, almost 100% of the PFAs out. Most of the time it is 100%. Um, it's just not always perfect across the board, depending on the contamination amount in your area for in your tap water. But the main thing that's very important about reverse osmosis is that you do need to put minerals back in because reverse osmosis takes nearly everything out of the water, which is great for like chemicals and different like heavy metals. However, it's not great for minerals like magnesium, sodium, potassium, calcium. There's various minerals that are in, important to be in your water. Chloride is another one. So fortunately on Amazon or anywhere that you get your health products, they have minerals in dropper form that you can remineralize your reverse osmosis water. Um, sometimes you'll hear RO, like RO water, that just means reverse osmosis, that's the same thing. But again, that would be the best option because you can usually get a RO system for anywhere from 100 to 300, sometimes like 400 if you're going for a really fancy one. 
but they're a really great investment because you want everybody in your family to be using that water as consistently as possible because even the fridge filters don't get PFAs out of your water, unfortunately. So that's my best tip for one of the best things you can do right now that'll make a big impact long-term for you with your PFA exposure. But again, something that I'm personally also doing is changing all my makeup, trying to get as natural as possible, changing my facial creams, other beauty products, um, especially things that you use in the showers. So um, better quality shampoos and conditioners and um, being careful about the way that or the type of hair products you use after when you're blow drying and such, because a lot of heat resistant products tend to contain PFAs as well. And again, use gloves whenever you possibly can when you're cleaning products and uh, using fabric protectors or anything like that in your household. Those are some of the easiest things that you can do um, right away to change your exposure. But on top of that, I definitely recommend you do a little bit of an overhaul in your kitchen. Make sure you never microwave stuff in plastics. Get the glass containers. Um, don't cover it with plastics. I, I usually just cover my glass containers when I'm reheating stuff or if it's on my ceramic plates, I will usually just cover it with a paper towel and microwave it that way. I know that there's like so many cute different like plastic cover things that are like reusable in that way. But unfortunately, the exposure to the plastics and the PFAs and such that come out of that are not great. And then also get rid of all your nonstick pans or reduce your use, your use of them significantly. Okay, so I know that was a big one and there was a lot of topics going on in there, but I hope that you better understand Forever Chemicals now and you know that there are so many of them and they are in various areas of our life and you absolutely can reduce your exposure, reduce your family's exposure and be more aware of it in general as you kind of make your way through life and hope that you can avoid too much exposure, you know? And so I hope that if this was insightful for you or helpful that you share it with somebody that you think it could help. I think that is the best way that we can get the word out there about forever chemicals and especially for females, how to protect our bodies because our bodies are so much more sensitive than the male body because we create humans. And if we want to continue to move forward and have better, healthier humans in the future, it starts with us because we create them. So make sure you share this with another female in your life that you think could really benefit. But that is it for today's episode. I hope that you celebrate your strength and nourishment, walk with confidence, and I will catch you next week on another episode of Rebel Wellness. If you are still listening, thank you for tuning in to our latest episode of Rebel Wellness. If you've been enjoying our conversations around health, fitness, and wellness, I have some exciting news for you. So if you would love to join our newsletter group, you can join us on coachkales.com or you can join my Stan store at stan.store backslash kales, K-A-I-L-E-S. And that's an awesome opportunity for you to snag some freebies that I've created, including a macro hack grocery list that is going to help you kind of design a custom grocery list especially for following macronutrients, because as you know, if you didn't listen to my macros in May series, I would go back to those episodes because it has been a game changer for so many of our listeners for getting more on top of how to shape 
their physique and their health goals with the food they're eating. So don't sleep on that. Go get your free download. Or I also for fun have a little 14 day ab challenge that I actually have used with my clients and my clients have had some really surprising, amazing, well, surprising that only in 14 days you can have such great progress with your core strength and your abdominal muscle tone in general. So that is also free on my stand store. So again, S-T-A-N, like Stan the man, stan.store backslash kills. And you can also join our newsletter from that. And if you would like to reach out to me, chat, maybe work together, you can also contact me through my website, coachkales.com. And I would absolutely love you to join our Rebel Wellness Podcast Instagram, which is at Rebel Wellness Podcast. And you can also join my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. That's where it all began. That's where I share the most um, kind of custom to what I work on specifically with my clients on that page. So join that one. It's all feminine wellness focused. And I share some great stuff, some goofy stuff, things that you just don't want to miss, as well as healthy recipes and things and easy recipes because we all kind of need some easy grab and go things, don't we? So I would love you to join both those pages as you'll be joining a community of like-minded females who are all committed to living their best lives. So hit that follow button. And I would love if you felt the need to share and rate our podcast. We would love that. Anyways, thanks for listening. And I hope to catch you next Sunday or say hello on the gram.